Three to one our score here at J. Tom Lawler Rink at the end of two periods. UNH leading Merrimack. This is the second intermission report brought to you by the Merrimack Graduate School at Merrimack. You can earn your master's degree in just one year. Merrimack offers graduate programs in business, science and engineering, and education and social policy. Log on to merrimack.edu backslash graduate today for all the details. I'm Mike Macknick with John Leahy. As we mentioned, the Warriors trailing here three to one. Uncharacteristic situation for them to be in trailing after two and also down by two goals and joining us to talk about it is Mike McMahon from the Mac Report. And uh, Mike, first question's got to be the fatigue factor or the fact that UNH was off last night. It's very unusual, first of all, I think, for this kind of scheduling to occur. Teams usually try to avoid it. I think the league tries to avoid it too. Not quite sure why it happened in this situation, but at any rate, UNH off last night. Merrimack had a very physical game against BU and tonight here, UNH leading 3-1. to one. I mean, you don't want to make excuses. Is it an excuse? I think you're seeing some of that, yeah. This actually occurred. Originally, it wasn't scheduled like this. I asked last night. I guess uh, games got moved around for whatever reason. I'm not sure if, if it was last night's game that got moved or this night or tonight's game that got moved. Well, I think there was originally a game supposed to be on a Sunday at some point, either last night's or tonight's, and uh, it, it wasn't going to work for whatever reason, and they had to shuffle the schedule around. It was the only open weekend that they had. So, yeah, a little bit of a unique situation where you got uh, two games for Merrimack and their second opponent was off the night before. You don't see that happen a lot at all. So I, I do think you're seeing a little bit of, of that fatigue factor just because last night's game was so physical. You know, looking at it in hindsight, I guess, of course, it seems like you know, B, the BU-Merrimack game last night, but I guess, could have been played Sunday, and especially with no Patriots game. Uh, you know, that would seem potentially to be attractive. Maybe this Merrimack-UNH game could have been played Sunday afternoon as well. Might have drawn pretty well if it was, say, a, you know, a 2 o'clock or a 4 o'clock start. That's the other thing. I'm sure this night is tough. I mean, you think about it from a family standpoint. Uh, I'm sure the kids want to go trick-or-treating. And, and, you know, and then the timing of it, I mean, you get a 7 o'clock game, that's sort of prime prime candy time on a night like this. So I think it's hard to hard to probably draw some people. And then at the same time, uh, the fatigue factor where you've got one team that played 24 hours ago and one team that hasn't played since last Saturday. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure that it was a factor, at least early on in the game, when UH took that 2 to nothing lead. Just seemed like a couple of quick strike plays where Merrimack was cut out of position, didn't defend particularly well. But, uh, you know, they bounced back with the goal from Christie after that. I thought played very well for the rest of the period. Give, uh, give UNH credit. I thought they blocked an awful lot of shots in that first period. Did a good job of getting in lanes and doing that kind of thing. And, uh, and then here in the second period, UNH finally breaks through on the power play, which kind of surprisingly, you know, given the fact that the Merrimack penalty kill had been perfect to that point, that was a pretty easy, you're not going to get a much easier power play goal than the one that Andrew Podorowski got for UNH. Yeah, it's sort of a, a, a role reversal, I think, because you know, usually we don't have to see UNH play like that against Merrimack, but I think it, it's a display of Merrimack's speed and the fact that they're a faster team and they can skate better now. I think that's how you've sort of seen UNH take on more of a defensive mind at times. I, mean, I think Merrimack's out, uh, the shots on the board are 19-14 through two periods, Merrimack out shooting them, and UNH was a pretty good possession team last year too, so uh, I think the, the fact that UNH is a pretty good skating team, and then you add to that that Merrimack's a, a better skating team than they have been, uh, I think that's why, especially in this rink, it's probably manifested itself to the point where UNH has had to block more shots than maybe they normally would have to against a team like this, just because Merrimack's gotten in some better areas with, with that better foot speed. You know, you mentioned 19-14, to 14, that, and that is the case. Merrimack out shooting UNH 19-14, but it's got to be disappointing, I think, for Mark Dennehy, if your team was down by two goals, which they have been since the very beginning, since the first minute of the second period. They're only able to get four shots the whole rest of the period, even though they had 
two power plays, and the power play, you know, let's be honest, it's been dreadful to this point. I, I don't know what the answer is, but they, they've got to come up with an answer soon. Yeah, you know, I thought it's hard to say that it's it's uh, any, any of these nights have looked good. I thought last night looked better than it had. Obviously, they still didn't get any goals, but I thought they at least had some chances last night. I think they had six shots uh, and just had better better zone entry with on the power play, better possession of the power play. I think they got some better looks in the power play, but still not getting goals. And at the end of the day, that's what you know. That, that's the result you're looking for. You're looking to get some goals and some some momentum too. Uh, but there have been times where, and especially tonight, power play hasn't done much again. And it's not just it's not just that it's not scoring. Tonight, I thought at times, and especially earlier in the year when it struggled, they're not doing anything to, to change momentum at all. I mean, it's just, and I think when you have bad power plays like that, it almost becomes deflating. I mean, not only are you not gaining momentum yourself, but you might be losing a little bit because it just becomes deflating, especially when you're up a man and you can't get the puck in the zone cleanly and not really get any clean looks at all. The Christie goal in the first period actually came right after a power play they had that expired, and it seemed like near the end of that power play, they started to get some good looks, and then maybe that did carry over momentum-wise, but if anything, in the second period here, I think that you know, like you said, maybe deflating there, they had only four shots total. Two of them, turns out, were officially counted as power play shots, but only two shots on the power play when they had, what, at least, I think, four minutes of power play time, uh, and and the rest of the period, even at even strength, they were only, only able to get a total of two shots, they're down by two goals. That's got to be disappointing. you got to be looking for a strong third period to come out here at home and, and try to see if you can bounce back and get at least a point in a game in which you've been outplayed for the most part. Especially, too, I mean, these you go back to the power play, both these teams this weekend, UNH and BU, have struggled in the penalty kill. I think they're both in the 70s, 70, 75%. Uh, you look at the advanced metrics that we have on CHN now, you can look at the save percentage, but uh, specifically on the power play, or on the penalty kill, both these teams had a save percentage of like under 800 on the penalty kill this year. So they were allowing some goals, and, and they were allowing some shots, and uh, I, I think UNH's uh, save percentage in the penalty kill coming in tonight was like 787. So uh, the fact that they haven't been able to to generate anything is I think has to be disappointing. So what's the answer there? I mean, is it personnel? Is it, you got to go back to the drawing board and drop something totally different? I mean, wh- one of the things we remember from several years ago was that uh, the idea that you know, Stefan Costa when he was here, he he had some ideas that he brought to the to the power play that that made it better. And that particular play where they would find him, you know, off the wall basically was the kind of thing that you know, he had come up with but but still it's not I mean I mean it's not it wasn't just that I mean he's yeah. a pretty good play, player yeah. too you can have a guy who's not that great a player comes up with a great idea and they can't execute right so what is it I mean is it execution is it personnel or maybe a little of both I think it's probably a little bit of both and I think it's probably a mental thing at this point too I mean uh they're struggling on the power play. The guys that are out there know that they're struggling on the power play. So I think, you know, when you go through a prolonged stretch like this, it's harder to break out of it because it could be a little bit of a mental thing, a little bit of a mental block. Uh, you know, you see when teams aren't scoring in general, you say that they're gripping the sticks too tight. I think they might be gripping the stick too tight when they're when they're up a bit. Wednesday night, Mike, we're going to be over in Watertown, Merrimack and Bentley. Certainly a unique place to call a game from. What are your thoughts on Bentley Wednesday night? Uh, they play a little differently than I think most teams in Hockey East. I, I remember from a couple years ago when they played here, 
they get the puck in the defensive zone, if they, if they, once they get the puck, whether it's off of a save, off a turnover, whatever, both their wingers just go. I mean, they will fly out of the zone, and it's that's a, a unique way of playing. It pushes the deep back. That Bentley team's been able to score. I mean, they've been able to score for the last few years, so it's working for them. Uh, and, good goaltending too. That's the other thing I hear is that goaltending this year is very good. Yeah, and that's that's been the one area where they've probably had some struggles, but they've been able to score and, and they fly those guys out of the zone. It's going to be a different style, and I think uh, you're, they're going to probably have some focus here over the next couple of days on defending that because it's, it's different than probably anything they're going to see at any, at any point this year. All right, thanks a lot, Mike. Uh, quick turnaround then, I guess, for the Matt Coaches uh, Coaches Show on Tuesday night uh, with Mark Dennehy, and then the game coming up on Wednesday. So, uh, folks, tune in for that. You can catch Mike's work at themacreport.com and, of course, also on the Eagle Tribune and eagletribune.com, College Hockey News, collegehockeynews.com, etc. And uh, uh, the Coaches Show, as you mentioned, you can check out the Mac Report for the links for that. Also, WMCK, Merrimack online student radio station will be carrying the coaches show Tuesday night at 6 p.m. and afterwards Mike will have it up on his site so uh, anything else I missed uh, I mean, maybe uh, uh, you know you got a movie coming out or something like that soon I don't know not yet maybe we're, we're in negotiations yeah it. we'll see <laughs> all right thanks a lot Mike we'll talk to you again soon happy Halloween well, last question yeah. uh, candy favorite Halloween candy uh, Nestle Crunch if it's regular but you can take a Reese's peanut butter cup and you freeze that bad boy. I will eat those all day long. Yeah, I'll go with the Nestle Crunch and also uh, throw an honorable mention in the Three Musketeers and Hershey. But uh, Halloween-related movie, favorite Halloween kind of, uh, uh, you know, whether, whatever it is. It could be a comedy, it could be a, a scary movie, a favorite Halloween movie. Oh, man, I don't know. I'm not a big scary movie guy. I know E.T. had Halloween. Does E.T. count? <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe. I don't know. You want to go with E.T.? I'm going to go with E.T. I'm not a big scary movie guy. My brother is. He needs to be all over. All right, John had an episode of MASH that was Halloween-related. I went with Young Frankenstein, so, uh, yeah. A lot of opposites. Yeah, Young Frankenstein's good, too. All right, Mike, we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks. Thanks, Mike. All right, Mike McMahon's been with us. The score, UNH3, Merrimack 1. Back after this, this is Warrior Hockey.